Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. On today's episode, I want to welcome Kean Lagi. Keen is a former NFL athlete and two-year Division I captain turned emotional intelligence coach for world-class leaders. After almost becoming paralysed during a football injury in the National Football League, Keen was able to study his new journey by looking at life from a completely new perspective. He dove headfirst into understanding what it actually means to live a life of fulfilment. We discussed a range of topics and give you a lot of insight into how his coaching techniques and insights can help you. And just a reminder that my first ever book, Move Your Mind, How to Build a Healthy Mindset for Life, launches on August 1st in retailers around Australia and September 1st overseas. It's already available for pre-order on Amazon Booktopia and through my Instagram bio link. And once again, thank you for joining us. Kean, thanks, mate, for making time for a second chat with you. The first time you did a bit of a coaching, a live coaching session on me, uh, I'm interested to just hear what you've been up to and... Uh, learn more about you. Uh, I mean, looking back on the footage from last time, it's super interesting, everything you're doing. So yeah, thank you for coming back and how have you been? Yeah, man, we, we had an incredible time that first time and I'm excited to listen to it and hear it myself. Uh, you know, I, I haven't heard it officially yet, but I'm excited to, to build on that and maybe give some context into what happened and, and uh, how it happened. And I'm excited to, to dive more into that. Yeah, great. Well, I mean, and it was a good experience for me to um, see the kind of work that you do. And I guess like to show um, people listening, you know, how, how how you go about that process. And I found it, you know, a really great experience. So it's, um, I mean, last time we did a bit, or I might just ask you again, just for the context of this episode as well, just to give, um, if you can do, you know, a brief background on um, what where you came from and sort of your past and how you got into this work and then we'll, we'll go into the rest of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I shared a little bit about my background, so I won't go too in depth. I'm also just give yeah. a structure of how I got to yeah. be doing what I'm doing now. Uh, I, I had the opportunity to play professional football and my modality of getting to that place was a lot different than the modality that I've taken now in my life. And that's really what I teach, the central premise of what I teach now. I used to operate in a place of force and pressure being my primary driving factors. I used to put myself into a corner just so I would perform uh, and always wait for for high pressure situations to be able to come out and perform. And I I used those things to fuel me and it led me to uh, embodying this underdog mentality, uh, embodying this like I need to prove myself mentality and causing me to have to, to work way harder than I should have and end up my body ended up getting burnt out in the process. So since then, uh, being a high achiever, being somebody that since I got into playing football has got to the top or, or been the best at whatever I've done, I've transitioned into a different operating system now with my coaching practice, which is teaching people that are high performers, that are people that achieve a lot uh, and have a lot of success, have a lot of impact, 
on being able to do that with not operating from this place of stress and pressure and putting being pushed back against the wall to, to perform uh, and be able to have more success, make more money and have greater impact with exerting way less effort. And uh, it's it's been cool to embody that in my own life and just to see uh, how my life has, has substantially gotten better and the relationship that I have with myself has gotten so much better too through that. So it's been this process of going from using pressure and stress to motivate me to ease and surrendering to motivate me. And um, I seem to get a lot further with this different operating system and uh, not as burnt out either. Yeah, which is one of the main things, not getting burnt out because it's like if even if you can achieve at the highest level, what's the point if you're going to burn yourself out and you're not going to enjoy the process or you know it might take you 20 years to get there and then you're like, well, okay, great. I you know made all this money and achieved it. 20 years of my life is now gone. I didn't enjoy it. Um, I'm unhealthy right now and I'm going to have to spend the next 20 years undoing all the damage I've done to myself. So it's like, it's a lot of it's false economy, isn't it? It's, and I think about this stuff so much and it's been interesting actually. Um, when I first spoke to you, I, I think it was maybe six weeks ago when I first got to New York and I'm still here. Um, and a lot of the people I've met here are, um, you know, very money driven. I guess, you know, New York, it's the financial capital. I've met so many um, financial type people. And you see this mentality where it's about just more and more money and more, more, more of everything. They're just needing to, you know, be stimulated all the time. And spending, you know, I spent like an hour around these kind of guys and I felt exhausted just like witnessing it. And I was like, fuck out, this is crazy <laughs> to, ma- to maintain, you know, this kind of lifestyle that they're leading. So I'd rather just have no money and just chill. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, yeah. um, it's really, it's interesting. It's interesting, you know, seeing it. It, it, it absolutely is, and Nick, I, I love how you just kind of you gave the two polar opposites of each other, right? It's like, oh, I'd rather just chill and do nothing compared to operate in that state that they're in. And the beautiful part, I think, about what the work is that I do is I, I sort of uh, bridge the gap between the two, where we're able to achieve at a very high level and even be driven by money, be driven by success, but not be operating in this place of you could feel that 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 crazy tension and stress that they were holding on to. Uh, underneath all of that drive yeah. that, that you're feeling and seeing from them. So being able to merge the, I just can want to chill and, and hang out and being able to be true to our desires and what we really want and bridging the gap, bring them together. That's where the magic is at my man. Yeah, it's perfect. Exactly. Because, and that's, and that's what you want. And I think that's such a good point. And I like the way you've put that there and what you're talking about, because I think um, in anything in life, it seems to be that, across broader society it's normally extremes so it's either going all in that way or just becoming like a bit of a you know a hippie or whatever and doing nothing or you know people find it hard to find that extreme and you know you see it with what happens with social things or with different movements it'll go from nothing being done about it to going so far the other way that it almost you know alienates people in a different way so it's sort of such an important thing um and we need you know we need people like you talking about this on a broader level because i think people need to understand this because that i think that's like the definition of success being able to still work towards your dreams but um be comfortable in that process and not be sort of letting it you know not not letting it kill you that's it that, that's the that's the key right there man that's that's the key to life i think and, and you know yeah. I, you, you mentioned it earlier with uh, some of the people with that that just uh, exit out and don't even try, and I think that's like a, a 
uh, cop out to this human experience and because I, I think they, people can attach to, okay, well, money doesn't matter. Okay, success doesn't matter. Okay, those things don't matter. So, so let me just not even pursue those because they don't matter. And I think people use that as an excuse to not have to confront some of their deeper rooted belief systems that they have surrounding themselves. Uh, so it's, I don't know how this is really relevant, but I just think it's, it's interesting how some people on the other end of the spectrum uh, that to get a lot of pride out of not chasing money, not chasing yeah. what, what lights yeah. their heart on fire and being seen at the highest level possible. Uh, I actually think it's just, a, it's just a cop out to not have to confront some deeper rooted belief systems. For sure. It's a coping mechanism, isn't it? It's sort of, um, I mean, you see it everywhere. You know, I've got friends in the acting industry that I've met that have sort of been doing it the whole life and they haven't got to where they wanted. And instead of just being honest about where they're at and trying to find a solution, it's always about, up. it's unfair. And, you know, it's this hard luck story and that the world's against me and the industry and the world's all messed up. And instead of just being like, well, this is reality. I want to do it, you know, like be honest about where you're at. Um, and I get, you know, I, I, I guess it, it's, you can't blame people for doing it because it's hard. Um, but that's the thing, you know, I, I guess like, you, you people will be saying you know this this what you did with me in that other session but what would be some messages you would say to these kind of people because i think this is a thing that comes up so much where people are just getting overwhelmed and they can't find that balance i'll just give up on their dreams or give up on doing what they really want what what would be some simple messages you could say to them well the, the first one is is i understand why I understand why most people, I would say most people take that route of, of jumping into more of that victim mentality. I understand it, right? There's, there's, there's all these different operating systems and programmings, uh, human programmings that are, that are shoved in our face and, and uh, makes it very difficult to be able to know this other way of being because not a lot of people know about it. So because we're not exposed to a different way of doing things that we can wrap our minds around uh, will just always default to blaming everything else because it, it's very difficult to acknowledge in, in our own issues when we don't see there being another operating system that we can move to. So uh, I would say because there's not a lot of awareness of this operating system and how this works and functions, I understand why so many people don't want to confront some of their deep rooted stuff because there's no light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, okay, well, let's, let's say I do say that, uh, I, uh, want to own where I'm currently at. Well, when, where do I go next? And that's where, you know, somebody like, like me or, or mm. somebody, you know, a lot of other coaches I think that are out there that, that are able to do that. So I understand where people are at. As far as messages that I would say to them, I would just, I, I'd like the biggest thing I could say is there is another way. There is another way. Uh, it can be very painful at times, but is definitely worth the process. And uh, I don't work with a lot of people in that space. I work with more of the people that have an issue sitting down, not necessarily standing up. Uh, so more the people mm -hmm. that have a harder time victimizing themselves at all and take a lot of accountability and a lot of responsibility, which is why they have a lot of success in the way that, that they do. Uh, so to be yeah. honest with you, I don't, I don't really talk to a lot of uh, that, that demographic that, that is more of like the victims of, of 
having a hard time just like being motivated or driven to 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 go you know yeah 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 but no i think there's some really good points there and it's um and i I feel like a lot of the time as well it's um it's time pressure we underestimate um how long something's going to take and then we put so much you know we get overwhelmed because we're putting such a severe time pressure on when we need something achieved rather than being realistic and giving ourselves enough you know proper space and time to to do it and that just drives you you know that's a recipe for disaster i think if you because you just you know you do you can't keep things open-ended but at the same time you've got to be realistic and uh if you're trying to do things um that just can't be achieved you know at that point in time you're gonna get frustrated certainly and and that brings up another point i think this could be really valuable for a lot of people that that might be listening is i think what gets in the way of a lot of people being able to achieve what they want or get out of that rut is, is simply the, the judgment that they have of themselves for being in it in the first place. And that, that mm-hmm. perpetual judgment of where they're at is what prevents them from being able to see what is in front of them. Because I truly believe that when we're able to get to a point where we're able to see more than two inches past our own faces, where we're out of survival mode, we're able to, to, to really receive what God or the universe, whatever you want to call it, is trying to give to us. I think it, it can be very obvious. And I think that mm. the further we get away from survival mode, the ob- more obvious it becomes of the steps that are in front of us to take. But when when we go down that path of first not taking action during a time when we know that we should have, it can create this spiral yeah. effect. Yeah. And then, then it just leads to this, this downward sloping uh, snowball effect of going down the rabbit hole of judgment for being in the place that that they're in and so to deflect that own personal judgment that they're feeling for themselves they make it about the rest of the world so really that like that's what yes. it is it's this help it's this helpless feeling that they're experiencing because uh they don't want to continue to judge themselves because they don't know what to do next because they're so deep into the the hole of indecision and not taking action that they don't know where else to go so the only place to go is to not make it internal but blame everything else but it's really just the the external uh expression of internal judgment they're feeling for themselves that that makes a lot of sense because you know when you're it's it's like a chicken and egg thing isn't it because when you're in that fight or flight or that survival mode where you feel like you know you barely you can't get a break you can barely make ends meet and you don't you just have no freedom it's like your head's closing in and you don't have any capacity left to think about anything creatively or you know like you said you can't look further than you know that sort of um gap in front of your face and then you don't so that blocks you and the the message you tell yourself or i know when i experienced that i was telling myself okay but i've just got to get this and this and this to happen and then i can finally have the space once i'm you know once i get everything calm and i i know that i've got security or whatever then i can allow myself to think creatively about the bigger picture things but from what i'm taking what you're saying is which makes sense to me, um, when you're in that situation, training your mind to be able to, even when it is maybe a dire situation, being able to relax and trust that it's going to be okay and allow yourself to open your mind up and look at what are some other ways of thinking rather than waiting for you know this future maybe opportune time to do it that may not even come. Yeah, it, it won't. It won't. It, it, it just won't. Yeah, there you really, go, yeah. what, really, like, what you're saying to what you're saying to the universe is you're saying basically it's like I'm not worthy of feeling okay, 
until this. And if that's yeah. the system yeah. that you're operating out of, you'll continue to have more and more and more this is. Uh, yes. that, that it'll, it'll, they'll happen in perpetuity and you'll just continue to chase the magic dragon. So that's where a lot of the difficulty can come in is it's, you kind of got to be a little, uh, loony to, to, uh, be able to operate from this place of believing in something other than your current reality, reality presents itself as, uh, but mm. that's the key to, to all of it is being able to step into that place before I had money, I was stepping into a place of, of what it felt like to have money and the emotions associated with it. And as a byproduct, my vibration changed and shifted and I was able to step in this place of actually attracting it. Uh, but you know, if we can't step into that place of being a little fucking crazy with uh, believing in something before it shows up or giving ourselves permission to emotionally align with the thing that we want before it shows up, uh, you'll just get down this rabbit hole of perpetually chasing the magic dragon, the, the, the one day, uh, idea that will never come yeah 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 that won't come and and so what a lot of that's i guess um self-sabotage and fear of why deep down that we're doing that because we don't trust and believe in ourselves and i guess by um subconsciously maybe you know we not, might not believe it but by making excuses or saying that no it's because of blah 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 or i'm not in a position where i'm you know, stable enough to try and do it. But really, at the end of the day, that's maybe an excuse because if we did go and just go for, you know, put ourselves in that position of really putting ourselves out there, then we've, we're opening ourselves up to potentially failing at what we really want to do. And maybe that's to block that happening. Would that be sort of another component of that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's just this, this, this self-fulfilling prophecy in the cycle that never ends. Right. And, but I would say, I would say this is like, it's the question becomes, well, how do you get to a point where you feel confident enough to be able to remove yourself from the chaos of the one day principle? And the answer in short is when you're able to start to listen to yourself. And I want to say this is that even if you do make a decision that is completely separate from all other opinions of all other people and it is something that you do and you fail quote unquote at it you actually will gain a little more confidence through that experience and now i know for many people that have never given themselves permission to listen to themselves uh Mm. for what they really want on really basic small things that's where it starts like well what what do i simply want to eat right now uh where do i want to go right now what do i want to do and it might not right away lead to the most desirable outcomes but as you give yourself permission to step out of potential judgment from other people or making a decision from the frame of, of what you think other people might uh, accept from you or approve you for, that's where confidence is from. So understand that the beginning yes. part of building yes. building confidence, it's probably not going to work out great. And the best example I can give is like the, the, the little orphan. It's like there's this orphan heart that you have that hasn't been listened to probably in your whole life. And then what happens when people are like, well, okay, I'm going to listen to myself. And they're calling on that orphan to be confident. It's like, well, this orphan's been yeah, neglected. Yeah. It doesn't have a family. It doesn't have uh, parents that love him. Like, how is the orphan supposed to be confident? It, it can't, right? So how does the orphan get confident? Saying, hey, all right, I see that you're not in a great place, but but I'm going to show you some love and I'm going to, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to give you a little bit of responsibility, right? And so, so you, that little responsibility is saying, okay, well, what do I want to do right now in this exact moment if I didn't have to do anything? What would I do? Yes. 
That's a question. If I didn't yes. have to do anything, what would I do right now in this moment? And maybe it's going for yeah. a walk. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's even getting on your phone and going on social media, right? But at least you're beginning to tell yourself that you matter because you're listening to yourself, okay? And expect, yeah. in, the, expect yeah. in the beginning for there to probably be not desirable results because like I said, what do you expect from an orphan? Right? You can't. So over yeah. time of listening to yourself by just asking yourself those little questions of, okay, right now, if I didn't have to do anything, what would I do? And just simply doing that, that confidence internally begins to grow. And as that confidence begins to grow, you start making bigger and bigger and bigger decisions for yourself that uh, will lead to, to, to bigger and bigger po- positive outcomes for yourself. Uh, yeah, that, you know, that, that makes complete sense. I'm, lo- I'm loving yeah, all of this stuff you're saying because I think it's um, – I know I can personally relate to so much of it on the journey I've been on. And you know, it's stuff that I see in my mental health work as well with – so many people they're struggling with these kind of things and i think the biggest one it was a question i was going to ask you that you know you sort of touched on there i guess so much of this is um from often projections from other people like we can get ourselves to that place often where we do we are like okay i i know i've got enough self-awareness to understand what i do want um and i know how to go about it but i'm still not confident enough yet to be able to have such conviction like what you're talking about because you know we've got our family we've got friends we've got the general public we've got everyone telling us we're crazy for going down this path and telling us otherwise and giving us opinions um that's such a difficult thing to avoid so i guess like from what you're saying i guess it is it really just conditioning yourself to the point of just being like look i'm 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 going to be confident enough in myself and ground myself that that's okay i'm just doesn't matter what anyone thinks i'm just going to do it anyway yeah honestly like i would say the number one thing that you can do is you get the fuck out of wherever you're at and go by yourself somewhere that's single-handedly it yeah like it's going to be terribly difficult to be able to make substantial changes in an environment that is keeping you in your past role that you've historically played because you're going to be continually reminded by everybody around you who you really are, right? So really, yeah. that's, what, that's what I did was I got out yeah. of – when I got done playing yeah. football, I was in South, my, from South Dakota. I realized I had to leave. I built enough money up to be able to at least support me for a few months, pack my car up, move to Miami. The complete opposite. Yeah. And at least being in a different space where I wasn't being constantly reminded who I am, that allowed me to be able to step into doing a bunch of shit that was opposite of who I believed that I was. And I think that's probably one of the most important seasons mm. of life mm. that many people skip on because they go from a place of realizing that their old programming has ran them to a place of goal setting and uh, deciding what they want. And I think there's a major gap in that process that many people don't account for, which I, I did, I would say I did it the right way, and that I continually give myself this permission to be in this place of not knowing what I want. And I know it's very mm-hmm. difficult because society and, and, and our families and all these people can, can come down on us very hard on, on knowing what we want. But dude, when I went to Miami, like, dude, like I was a stripper for three months. Like, I just did a bunch of shit that like, whatever I wanted to do. And I, I have so many fun, great experiences. Because I've been able to do that. And the cool part is through me giving myself permission to not have it figured out and doing a bunch of things that just felt fun and inspiring to me, there's been some really, really strong paths that have emerged for me 
where it's not me trying to force myself to, to, to think positively about it, but I'm naturally embodying it because I gave myself permission to not have to know really what I wanted. And I think that's really the key to discovering our purpose or, or what we really want is being able to let go of the need to have to have purpose and know what we want. And the cool part is through that different pieces of inspiration emerge because we're able to listen to ourselves independent of, of uh, the pressure we're putting ourselves to, to find our purpose or to find our path. Yeah. And then from there, when we're able to listen and just take some, some what I say is inspired actions, little things that like just feel good to us, through that, greater levels of inspiration emerge and then consistencies of inspiration emerge, which I suppose you could then call your purpose or your path. But it's not about trying to find it and pinpoint it. It's about letting go of the need to have to have it and following little pieces of information that eventually lead to, to, to larger pieces of inspiration which yep. you could then call your purpose if you want to attach a name to it. I don't even like to attach purpose to it because I'm still evolving and I'm still changing and I might want to go do something different, right? But I've also got myself to a place where I have enough confidence where I'm able to detach from a lot of those things. And a lot of people are in that place, which is why they do attach to purpose, which is why they do attach to religion, which is why they do attach to, to their goals because they're not confident enough in and of themselves to, to be emotionally sovereign where uh, they don't need those things. Uh, they, they do need those things. And uh, if that's where people are at, that's fine and that's great. But for me, the goal is to be able to detach from a lot of those things, allowing them to then show up in the greatest capacity. I felt more on purpose, I guess you can say on purpose, than I ever have. And it's not because I've been consciously trying to discover my purpose. It's because I let go of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that – yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. That, that does make sense and I think it – there is so much emphasis on people searching and trying to, like you said, find that thing. And I think a similar thing for me, like I guess all my 20s, I just tried so many different things and I had no idea what I wanted to do. And originally it was all that obsession um, with wanting to be a professional athlete. Um, so I was just searching and trying and, and through that organically, I found the path that, you know, I, it led me to a path that I would never have imagined. Um, so... I think that's the thing. You can't really just pluck pluck it out of thin air. And it's like trying to say, I want to find love at first sight. It's like, well, that's not love, that's lust. So if you want to find love, you got to meet someone and then you got to spend time with them and you got to nurture that relationship and go through ups and downs and hardships and grow together. And then that's going to be a meaningful and purposeful relationship. But you can't just find it it's it, it it's derived from the actual doing of things 100 percent, man and, and i love that that your story is is also an exemplification of that of you just kind of following what, what's felt inspiring i'm sure you've got some hell of uh, of of a great uh series of stories for your life that that's that's what i think the beautiful part about life is 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 falling in love with the ambiguity falling in love with with the things that we didn't expect were going to happen and before you know it, you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm at this place and I did all these crazy fun things that I didn't even imagine yeah. could happen. Because I can also say this is like all that shit about everybody talking about like finding your goal and reverse engineering your way into getting it. Like what's what's the fun in knowing exactly how we're going to live our lives? Like it might be safe, but for yeah. me, yeah. there's no fun in that. What's the fun in that? What's the point of living if it's all structured and it's all put out in front of us? Like, like I don't know. I, I, I love the ambiguity of life and I love looking back and being like, wow, I could not have designed that if I could, if I tried. And that's way better than yeah. anything I could have ever came up with, 
right? So I'm like, wow. And that's why I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited to continue with it. No, I, you know, like it's exciting me listening to this because I'm exactly the same. Um, and I was going through a period where um, I guess I was comparing myself to friends or people that have made a lot of money because they have done like what you said, reverse engineered their way there, stuck at one thing, tried to just absolutely kill themselves to get there. And, you know, now they are more financially set, but they don't seem that happy. But then I would get stressed about that. But then I started doing that, looking back and thinking, hang on, if I went down that path, I wouldn't have had all these crazy experiences and gone on, you know. And and when you're at the end of the day, like when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to look back and be like, oh, that was so cool when I, um, you know, I really... I remember when I did that huge business deal or made all that money or blah, 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 you know, some commercial thing. You're going to look back on the experiences you had, you know, what, what you felt, the people you impacted. You're not going to think about much else. So it's like, it's a good thing to remember. Um, and it does, it keeps life interesting because if you've opened like that, you're going to have just such a crazy adventurous life and who knows where where it's going to take you. Absolutely. And that's where even even that too, man, it's like, I want to be on my deathbed and, and thinking about incredible deals and all the money that I made and all of the connection and impact that I had. Right. And that's the, yeah. the beautiful part I think about. And, and even it's, it's interesting because even the way that you're speaking, there's this, this differentiation between the two. That's like, okay, well, it's either I have all these crazy wild experiences and I don't really have a lot of financial success or I have a lot of financial success. And I don't really have a whole lot of like, deep-rooted connections and, 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 and I would say intimacy. Uh, mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm. where it's like it's possible to have our cake and eat it. It's possible to, to be at that space of making and having all the money that we want and also having all the impact and intimacy as well, which is, which is so exciting for me to, to talk about. 100%. No, I think and, – and I think we're told a lot of the time that you can't have both. You know, you got to like, – you know, if you go down one path, it'll be like, oh, well, you know – grow up and go and you know you got to get a real job and go and get serious and do something that makes you miserable and conform or whatever it's sort of ve- people tell you that you can't find that middle ground of having both yeah a- absolutely really it's that's like it's either you got to be like a grant cardone or you got to be a mother Teresa. like there's no in between you know so like <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and, and uh i'm not i'm not really cool with either one so yeah yeah so finding that finding i guess it's a lot of what you're talking about is just finding finding balance with with so many different things not having to look at the absolute extremes just finding that balance and and thinking outside the box in how you can make that work yeah balance is an interesting thing man balance i'm so excited to be releasing my first ever book move your mind how to build a healthy mindset for life The book teaches you how to create new daily habits to build happiness and reduce stress, and we deliver practical tools and lessons to help you make small but measurable daily changes to foster lasting improvements to your mental health. I share a lot of my own story. We interview a range of celebrities, personalities, wellness experts, and everyday people to share their stories, and it's broken into key holistic sections to give you tools to make actionable daily changes across all areas of wellbeing and take more control of your own life covers so many different areas it's perfect for anyone who's tried to take ownership of their mental health but has lacked time motivation or information to effectively make a change it's being published by wiley and you can pre-order through my instagram bio on amazon or booktopia and it will be available in major australian retailers as of august 1st 
and overseas as of September 1st. And make a pre-order through my Instagram bio on Amazon or Booktopia and support us to get this message out there. I want to say thank you again for supporting us. It helps us to continue to grow this show and get our messages out there. I hope you enjoy. Mental health and well-being are real issues in the construction industry. Men in construction are twice as likely to take their own life compared to the ones who work in other industries. And that's just not good enough. With John Holland's help, we want to make a change. We've joined together to have honest conversations about mental health, life, and stories of people who have overcome challenges. When we hear about stories and struggles that sound a bit like ours, we can learn from each other and remember that we're not alone. I think it's thrown around a lot, like like finding balance. Like, what does that mean? Like, what does finding balance mean? Like, like, like having a good work-life balance, right? It, it's, it becomes a very much a mental game then. And, and I don't think this game is mental. Um, like, I, like I referred to earlier, I think a lot of it is, is uh, feelings and getting in touch with our feelings so we're able to understand what actually is inspiration for ourselves. And I think the balance can, can be confusing for people because it's people mentally trying to fix their life to fit this narrative of what they believe balance actually is. And yeah. which I think perpetuates unhappiness because it's still comparing uh, themselves to what they think they should have. But the scale to determine if they've had it or not or if they've got it is not determined. There, there's no bar that says, okay, well, this is officially balance in my life, but they're shooting for it, right? And so I think balance can become something similar to purpose uh, or goals in the fact that unhappiness is created because there's the pursuit of it and the the thought that people need it to be happy. And that's where it's really interesting because I think a lot of it, the information age can be very good that we're in, but also can fuck a lot of people up. Because people that were once happy with the position that they're in now are unhappy because they're told that they don't have enough balance or they're told that they need to have purpose or they're told that they need to serve more people or, or whatever it is. And um, I think it's it, depending on whatever the thing is that you're, that you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself for. So if it is trying to maintain balance or if it is trying to have purpose, simply by being able to, to, to let go of those things and allowing your deeper rooted sense of, of – uh, commitment to having it guide you and trusting that you will have balance if you believe that that you really desire that and not trying to control it through our own mental means but simply by stepping out of our own way after the intention's been set to have it uh can lead as a byproduct to balance but you don't get balance through consciously yeah, trying yeah. to get balance right you don't get your purpose through trying to consciously get your purpose right it all kind of follows suit in that same direction so I think by whatever it is that that we're using to justify why we're not happy, being able to get to a space, which is the hardest part, which is what I teach, mm-hmm. uh, to, to let go of the need or desire to have to have those things, then as a byproduct allows the universe to, to deliver it to you looking back in the most beautiful way possible that we could have never possibly thought of consciously ourselves. I love that answer. And I've, I've never heard balance talked about in that way, which it makes complete sense you know it's like the same thing isn't it it's um it's interesting because we're i guess like our brain is wired to look at everything 
in that mathematical categorical way it wants to understand things it wants to control things it wants to have answers it doesn't like it if you know we can't um look at it in that way like like what you're saying before with reverse engineering you know balance as well let's reverse engineer how we can find balance okay if i can get to this position in my career if i can have the perfect relationship if i can have this living situation if i can do blah 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 and then I guess it does, it becomes a chore and it becomes this painful experience because you're putting so much conditions around it and it's exhausting. So it's like, it, it's a lot, it's it's sort of a lot easier in many ways, the way that you're saying, but then also it's it, it's a lot harder because we have to really, and you know, it's harder than it sounds. Like I've, I'm still, I've done a lot of this on myself that has worked and a lot that I'm still trying to undo of these severe, you know, thinking patterns. Um, and you, you understand them, but still to undo them on a daily basis so hard because like it's just programmed into us from such a young age so it's uh, again i guess that's where your your work comes in in teaching people how to actually go about doing that yeah yeah and what i say it's, it's just unlearning right you said it, the, the programming that's been been established and plugged into you and then the years that you've been living in the self-fulfilling prophecy of the programming that you've had so that's why you know as time goes on we create an external reality that we already have inside of ourselves just to reaffirm all the beliefs that we already have about us. And, and as time goes on, those beliefs strengthen and it gets stronger and can get a little more difficult to unlearn. Not for me. Uh, with helping people, that, that's, that's fucking easy for me, uh, frankly. But uh, it definitely can <laughs> yeah. be, be, uh, be difficult. But I also want to say this is that we substantially underestimate the power of our own unconscious mind in that when we do get to a space where we are able to let go of having to figure it all out, that's when we can actually start to allow our brains to do what they're so good at, which is finding a solution without us trying to get in the way of being able to have the solution. So by letting yeah. go of it and setting a previous intention to have it, that actually allows our brains to do what they're supposed to do, which is find a solution to the problem. But it's kind of an oxymoron because it's not found, our brains can't operate in the way they're supposed to when we're trying to consciously control it through our conscious mind, but actually through letting go yeah. of it, which is what allows our brains to then, I, I, I'm blanking on the, the scientific name of what the, the thing is, is in our brain uh, that, that's responsible for that, but that's really where, where the, the secret sauce is, and that's where we can allow our brains to step into what they're created to do, which is solve problems, but we got to get out of our own way first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a weird thing because it is, it's sort of, um, it's, I guess it's like when you're, you're ruminating and you're sitting there and you've got um, your anxious anxiety, you know, a lot of that is you're sitting there, you're worried about something that you can't control, that you don't have an answer to, but you sit there anyway and you just think and think and think and think and go on this tangent, even though deep down you know that thinking about it, well, logically, you know, thinking about it, it's not going to change anything, but we fall into that pattern. Whereas when you do just sit there and accept, you know what, I don't know the answer right now. I, I'm, but I'm not going to, I'm going to just get on with what I'm doing and, you know, it'll come to me and trust it will come. And then you, you sort of find a way to solve that problem. Yeah. yeah. In a perfect world, in a perfect world, ideally. Yeah. Which as time has gone on, I've been able to, to do that more and more. And it's, it's so crazy how just like how many coincidences happen on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. When, when yeah. I, even like, like a barber, like, I'm like, yeah, I'd like to get my hair cut. I don't want to go to that old place I was at. I want to bring in a barber. And then I forget about it. And then, you know, three days later, I'm in a elevator with a guy who's coming to cut somebody's hair at the building that I live at. And I'm like, oh, you, yeah. you, you cut hair? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, great. 
and, and like things like that. I, I have multiple, go, multiple, yeah. multiple examples yeah. of that that happen on a daily basis, right? But if I'm obsessing about how I can can find the perfect place or, or research and get get all the different hair barber shops, you know, it just takes a lot of effort, and I'm not really in the game of effort anymore. I I, I do a lot of what yeah. is easy for me, and and it serves me very well now. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I think it's um that's the thing. So many people are taught and through like motivational speakers or a lot of life coaches they're taught no you've just got to grind it's whoever pushes harder and you know a lot of that advice is counterproductive um you know you hear a lot of people saying just sleep less or i sleep for four hours a night and actually scientifically you know we need to get about seven to eight hours of sleep to function well so a lot of that um even that part of it is really important but um it's false economy, you know, we're teaching us these things that in the moment sound good and we see someone who we actually don't know the behind the scenes of how these people that are saying that they, you know, did all these things together. We don't know exactly what they've actually done, um, but it sells because it's like, okay, if we can, it's again selling selling us a purpose. If you just do what I did and, you know, go and push yourself into the ground and do more than anyone else, you'll you'll become like me as well. And it's like, well, it's just not it's not going to work you know it's like well, it's, it's, it's a it's a myth it's, yeah. it's not and here, here's the part that sucks about today's day and age too is that it's it's gotten so easy for people to self if, if you have money you can self-promote yourself into a position of influence and power all right exactly. so it's very it's very easy to write a book anybody anybody can write a fucking book now it, it like perfect like public speaking is like a profession now like what the hell is that like I, like oh i want to be a public speaker for what yeah, yeah. What what exactly. what do you want to public speak about? What what like, right? And and they read and a just book doing and it. No, and yeah, exactly. Right, doing it for the sake of doing it. it. It's like, and yeah, no, I was and, just going to say, yeah, I've seen so much of it through the mental health work. I've done a lot of speaking, and then I had so many people coming to me and saying, "Hey, Nick, um, can you teach me how to be a speaker? I, don't, I think that's my new career path I want to go on." And I was like, "Well, what do you want to talk about? Like, I don't know. I just want to become a good speaker. I want to do that." It's like, but it's not. Like I didn't do that to make money. I like fell into it and spoke about it for free because I was like, well, I want to just share my story because I can see it's helping people. And organically that led to actually doing it somewhat as a career without meaning to, but you don't, it's setting out to do it for the wrong reason so much, isn't it? In so many different industries, people are doing that. Well, everybody wants the power, but nobody wants to put in the time and energy to actually become. Everybody wants the power yeah. of being the king, but nobody wants to go and slay a bunch of dragons, right? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that that's how it is. So um, that yeah. that's that's cool. Like, there's a lot of people doing that. Um, that's fine with me, but I understand how things work. I understand that foundationally, when you take care of of home, everything else falls into place, and the art of becoming truly, truly is something that many people need to learn how to do. And I would say yeah. delayed gratification in some ways uh, can play a part in that. If you come from that demographic of trying just to promote, be promoted into that position without actually becoming. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I can see how so many people are confused because there's just a lot of phonies that jumped into public speaking and they read a couple of personal development books and now they're confusing the shit out of a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but um, I, yeah. I, I guess like at the end of the day, it's um, going back to reminding yourself like um, why uh, if you if anything that you're doing is 
just for that sort of external reason, then even if you do actually achieve it, you're still not going to be happy. It's got to be come down to, you know, I want to do it for my own personal goal. Um, even if it's a financial thing or whatever it is, it's got to be for me, um, not not for other people. Otherwise, you're just not going to be, you're never going to be happy. You're going to be like living according to rules of what other people apparently want you to do and, and you know, people, and you see it with people that achieve, you know, fame and get addicted to fame. Um, they, that, that, that can't be maintained forever. There's always going to be, you know, someone else coming along and then when that does go down, then they lose their mind because then they're not in as big of a position of power and they can't get it back and then they feel like they're not worth enough. So it's got to come down to fundamentally everything you're doing is for yourself, you know, for your own personal reasons first. Yeah, and, and really the acknowledgement of that too, man. Like I think a lot of people hide behind this idea of they just want to like serve the world and they want to just help other people. But like, no, like you, you don't just want to help other people. Nobody just wants to help other people. You want to feel the feelings of what it feels like to help somebody else. I want to feel the feeling of what it feels like to help somebody else. And so for many, I know a lot of coaches uh, tend to be very yeah. empathetic people. So if there's any coaches that are listening to this or, or – or people that are in a position where they are helping a lot of people, the most powerful thing that you can ever do as somebody that for a primary job is a service provider in some way is being able to get honest about your own personal desires and not lying, right? Not lying. And, and even, even if it is about the money, like I wouldn't be doing coaching as much as I do if I wasn't making the money that I'm making. I'm not a martyr. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely not a martyr. I would not be doing it if I was not making the money that I am. And if it was not providing me the lifestyle, that I'm, I'm living and that I want to live. It, it checks so many boxes for me, but it's not because I just want to serve the world. It's not. Yeah. I'm, actually, yeah. I'm actually really, yeah. really selfish in that way. And here's the cool part is because I give myself to be extremely selfish and to be honest about my intentions, it's actually allowed me to serve people at a much greater capacity, which is exactly. kind of fascinating. Oh, totally, totally. You know, I think it's an important thing. And, you know, I, I went through that same process with what I'm doing, which I think originally when I was doing it, I was telling myself that story that, oh, no, I'm doing this because I just care so much and I just want to, you know, I want to feel special that I, I'm, you know, doing something more noble than anyone else. And then I realized, well, you know what? I do actually care about this and I'm, do- I'm doing it for the right reasons. But at the same time, I'm ambitious and I want to make money and have success and I'm f- going to find a way to combine both. And as you said, that leads to helping more people anyway. And I remember I was listening to... um I think it was David Letterman was um, uh, interviewing George Clooney and I really liked what they said. They were talking about like charities they're involved in and um, Clooney was quite honest and he said to Letterman, um, he's like, look, I, you know, I care about these charities, but if I'm honest with you, you know, why are we doing it? We're doing it number one because it makes us feel good. And, Mm. um, and then, you know, David Letterman said the same thing. He's like, yeah, look, that's the truth. You know, I'm doing it. Um, number one, we're all, you know, everyone puts themselves first and we're all inherently selfish. It's how we're programmed and we're doing it because it makes us feel good. But you know what? what what's wrong with that? If, it, if doing something that makes you feel good is going to help even one other person, that's good. And I, that's what I say in a lot of my work. I'm like, go and be selfish. Go and if, if, if being selfish is what it's going to take to make, motivate you to do something that might change someone's life or help them, go and be incredibly selfish. I think it's a great message. It, it's it's actually required. Like it, like, yeah. I, and this is the part that kind of sucks. Is that I'm really glad George Clooney said that. It's so cool that he did, because 
there's too many really rich people out there that are now in this like really chill, like humble season of life. And they're giving this message off to just go serve people. Just go, just go serve. And it's like, I'm like, go fuck yourself, dude. Like you're fucking people over by telling people to do that. When in reality, you are selfish as fuck. You are. <laughs> and I want to say this, like you were, like you reverted yeah. to earlier, yeah. you've to, reverted to earlier and there's nothing wrong with that. Right? There's exactly. nothing wrong with that. And actually it's required to have a certain level of earthly success. You have to learn to be able to establish that, that, that level of confidence in yourself to be able to do that. But you know, people are listening to these really high-end people making a lot of money, having a lot of success, talk about just like being humble and putting your head down and working hard and, and not giving the real raw honest truth, which is the reason why they got to where they are is because they're super, super confident in themselves. And they're able to put themselves first at a very high capacity. Yeah, yeah, they, exactly. They got they didn't get there by some you know magic formula. They went and backed themselves, and they put themselves out there, and they yeah, exactly, exactly. So it sort of it does. It sends the wrong message, and 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 it's an important point you're making because you know rightly or wrongly, these people, these big celebrities, that's who people listen to. You know, they've got they can influence people in a good or a bad way They'd, but if they're going to open their mouth and say something it's going to have some sort of impact so it's it's actually you know I, I think it's a responsibility that they should be using that to try and put good messages out there and and say the right things because you you know you, you you're going to influence people one way or the other yeah it's important. <sighs> yeah um, and i don't even know if it's a yeah yeah go ahead oh no no you go mate you go. No, I, I was going to say, I don't even really think it's a responsibility on their part because they're just being humans. They're just expressing their truth in that moment. Uh, and now, okay, maybe they are disconnected from how they felt during the beginning parts of their success. But I think it's a responsibility of, of all the people listening to learn to be more mature in our thinking pattern of when we're listening to other people. I think humans yeah. are just being humans in, in that way of just exp- they're they're interviewed they're asked to come on these talk shows like it takes a lot of self awareness to not to operate the place that I'm talking about and that's not a place most people are going to be willing to go so I think it's more on the people that are taking in and consuming information to be able to do research for themselves in some way on backgrounds of people and really seeing the come up that people had, not just what they're currently talking about and taking it as face value. So we don't have to get too deep into that. I just kind of wanted to throw that in there. No, thank you. I like that. I think that's really good. And that, that makes sense. And that's like, that's more sustainable for, for everyone. Because if you're trying to ask other people to, you know, put out the right messages all the time, then we can't control that. But we can hopefully, you know, all start to try and be more aware of things and take control ourselves. So I think it's it's a really good point. And it's relevant. I think that's relevant to so many areas of life so um yeah it's great and look i I think yeah we've covered so many interesting things here i think um this combined with the the other session it's you know can't wait to share this with with our listeners we finish every interview we've got um five questions these can be sort of you know quick answers or whatever comes to mind but um yeah i might i'll just finish it with with this unless there's anything else you wanted to to add let's do it um, oh, last thing as well, I'll put this in the show notes. Where, where can people find you? Where, where, where's best for them to go if they want to learn more about you? My website, keyandloggy.com, 
and my Instagram, kian.loggy, are the two places. Easy, and they'll they'll be in the show notes as well. So anyone listening, just go to the links in the notes, and um, you can find those site, the website and um, other links. Um, so first question, um, what is your best childhood memory that comes to mind? Mm. <clears throat> my best childhood memory that comes to mind? Uh, I think just catching, spending most of my days outside catching snakes, um, running around, going to the creek. I know people say in different languages, but like it's like a small body of water where like different reptiles and animals live. Catching frogs, catching toads, playing with bugs, catching crawdads, crawfish, and um, just living my youth and in, in doing those things, man. Like I just had, I've just had so much fun exploring and doing That's fun great. stuff like that. So I would say that. Yeah, just being out and just exploring as a kid. Um, what do you think is the biggest burden on mental health um, in society today? The message that that goes along suit, I think, with what we talked about today, with the message that we're not already what we want to be. And I think that's the best message that anybody can teach is that you already are everything that you want. And now it's much more difficult to fully embody that. But what's perpetuating unhappiness is the comparison that people are making to everybody else with purpose, with balance, with... um, the need to have to have tons of, uh, of of money, even though their lifestyle they really want doesn't mean they have to be a millionaire. Uh, you know, like all the, the levels exactly. of comparison. So I would say that yeah, probably. Yeah. I completely agree on that. I think it's um, the comparison is a killer. It's so bad. Uh, where do you see mental health in ten years' time? Do you see things improving? Wow, what a great question. Where do I see mental health in 10 years? Mm. I think the polls will continue to widen. Uh, I think they'll be almost like, like, a, like a cultish it, uh, depth in like a, the personal development space. And that I think there'll be another side which is focusing entirely on emotions. And not focusing on goals, and that's what I, you know, I call it emotional sovereignty. I'm coining that, and I've never heard anybody else say it. Uh, but I think that's the future. What I teach is is really just getting into touch with our own deeper sense of knowing and our own emotions, so they don't control us, and we're able to actually have a healthy relationship with them. Because whether we like it or not, no matter how logical or pragmatic people think that they are, all of our emotions still drive our decision making process. So it'll all be uh, yeah. emotionally centered. And not as much mental in regard to like like goal setting and reverse engineering and and mental mental read all the books listen to all the podcasts and it's going to be become much more simple. So I think there'll be yeah. that demographic still to get really strong, but there's going to be also this this different wave, which is the emotional sovereignty that I'm talking about. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what is the most courageous thing you've ever done? Follow my heart. I've I've consistently lived the life of following my heart and in a world where people are so deathly afraid to do so I think the most courageous thing that we, that we can do is to do that and there's a reason why people don't do it because it's a lot easier to open a business or start a business 
that is something that's detached from us and to have a lot of success with it, which is not bad. I don't want to say it's bad, but to actually commit to something of the heart reveals all of our deep rooted securities. And in order to really step out and do what our heart desires at the highest capacity takes a lot of mending of our own relationship with our hearts. And I've been able to do that. And I continue to do that. And, and I'm a flagship for, for anybody that is afraid to. And I can say, hey, I, I've been able to do it. And it hasn't always been easy. But I've been able to have a lot of success, make a lot of money, and uh, be very connected to, to the, intimately to people around me at a high capacity. So there is hope. Uh, and uh, yeah, I would say following my heart definitely is the most courageous thing. I continually do. I love that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same way I've tried to live my life and it's been, um, I mean, incredibly hard and confronting and still is, but at the same time, you wouldn't change it for anything because, you know, like what, what's what's more meaningful? What's going to make you feel more connected than trying? You know, I think once you live like that, you almost can't go back. If you've followed that, you just, you can't, you can't go my, back. My, my tolerance is zero now. Like my, my like, if I start to feel something yeah. being out, I'm like, no, sorry, I'm out, back. Right, absolutely. You become incredibly self-aware and in tune with, with everything. Yeah. Yeah. So final one, uh, what is your personal definition of happiness? This kind of follows suit with the theme of, of this whole interview. Letting go of the need to have to have it. Yeah. When you don't when when you don't need happiness to be happy, yeah. then you can start to be happy. <laughs> I love that to finish on. How powerful is that? If you if you don't need to be happy, then you've got permission to actually enjoy right now. We're allowed to just feel okay right now <laughs> rather than waiting for something. I think it's a really powerful and I think it does sum up this conversation so well. So thank you so much. I've I've loved this conversation. I always know when these will help other people because I've just been hanging on everything you've said and it's made me, you know, it's really made me think about a lot of stuff. So I think it's great what you're doing. Anyone listening to this, make sure you check out all of the links in, in the episode and, and yeah, thank you again for doing it, mate. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely welcome. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. This episode of Move Your Mind was produced and edited by Tim Boozer. Thanks to Kian Lagi for joining me today for Move Your Mind. 